Good morning, beautiful humans, and welcome to your daily cup of prana. My name is Deborah Ellis. It is, wow, Monday, January 6, 2020. Our affirmation for today is, I am willing to slow down and take time to nourish myself. I am willing to slow down and take time to nourish myself. Well, thank you for joining me in this space today. And I wanted to get on here today and talk about body image and struggling with eating disorders um, and how we can support and help someone and what it's like to be going through that. So... For me, my backstory is I have always been a very tiny person, um, very thin. Um, I was bullied a lot as a child called Toothpick, French Fry, um, all kinds of horrible names. Um, But, you know, it was just part of my body and my genetic makeup and who I was. And, you know, I've struggled with that my whole life. Um, and it wasn't until I think I became pregnant with my first son. Um, I was really young. I was only 19 and the doctor at the time was just always questioning my weight. And to give you a little bit of backstory, I did struggle with a drug problem, before I had gotten pregnant. So I was about 17 and I was actually addicted to crystal meth. And um, I did sober up from that and got help in recovery. But um, I entered a new relationship and um, ended up getting pregnant very young with my first. And because I was so tiny and this doctor would go through my medical history, which at that time, my Kaiser medical history, they used to have like these, nothing at that time in the 90s was still put in like digital computers and and stored that way. So a lot of stuff was files and huge books. And they used to walk into your room with like (laughs) these huge folders of all your papers. And I've um, been struggling with illness since I was a child. I was born pretty sickly um, from what my mom said. So yeah, so he just walked in this room with my huge file and, you know, just used my past against me and basically said to me, you know, when you give birth, we're going to test you for drug abuse because you're just too thin. And I'm like, (laughs) I've been thin my whole life. I'm not on drugs. I'm a tiny person. Um, This is just who I am. I, I was very offended And I think they gave me, like, so many ultrasounds. Sure enough, it turns out I go into labor. Um, They never ran a drug test because I was super healthy. And uh, I actually gained, like, 30 pounds with my first, which was amazing. Um, So that all turned out okay. And But it was around that time that I was like, whoa, that's pretty crazy. Um... (laughs) So then life goes on. I had two more kids and just naturally staying thin and tiny, you know, a, 
a lot of people on my dad's side are very tiny, thin people, and it's just my my genetic makeup. But um, as time went on and a lot of stress and things built up in my life and a lot of difficult trauma, um, I did begin to develop more health issues. And a lot of those health issues put me in the hospital. And those were a lot of stomach issues. And to this day, I am still struggling with stomach issues. But it wasn't until... Just this past recently, um, I just ended up in the hospital again in past November and had to have another surgery. And I finally got diagnosed with um, IBS and autoimmune disorder. So having that information and listening to the doctor after all these years of being told so many different things it all started to click and make sense of why I was having so many stomach issues going on in my body and not having a healthy gut. Um, But what I'm trying to get at is up until that point, and even still right now, um, I was just getting bombarded all the time like, oh, you're so skinny, you're so tiny, you need to eat. Oh, you don't look healthy. I mean, not even from my own family, but from like strangers as well too. And I have to tell you, if you are not someone that is shamed for your body, whether you are a bigger person or a smaller person, constantly having people in your face telling you that you don't look good, or you're too skinny, or you need to eat, or why are you not eating, it causes serious mental damage. Whether you think it doesn't or not, it's putting these messages in our head. Of course, we can choose to accept these messages and, and or not, but it does make it harder to release those negative messages from your thought patterns If you are already working with mental health and already working through negative thought patterns. So I've always struggled with expressing myself to someone when they say something like that because I don't like confrontation. But it's come to the point now where I just can't tolerate it anymore. Um... And it's come to the point now where I need to share a little bit of my story because I have realized that in the past few years, I have developed um, what my doctor has said is an eating disorder. And it's called an avoidant restrictive food intake disorder. And basically what that means is I... I'm so afraid to eat because I don't want to get sick. So I would minimally put food in me throughout the day and I wasn't getting enough calories. I was malnourished, not getting enough minerals and vitamins in my body. And I just, I wasn't thinking about it for me because I was so Afraid to eat, food was not a priority for me. Everything else was a priority before food. And I didn't think I struggled with an eating disorder. I just thought, you know what, I I don't really need to eat. I don't, 
it's it wasn't a thought in my head to put food first and I did start to lose a lot more weight and the vitamins and minerals that my body needed and um the stress took over and yeah I, some stressful things happened a few months ago and my life is going through some changes and yeah, I couldn't handle it. And I ended up in the hospital again and had to have surgery. So, uh, I am taking it one day at a time. Um, I am in recovery and every day is a new day to make food a priority for me and my body and my health. And having that diagnosis of IBS and autoimmune really kind of changed things for me because then I was able to know what I had, how I can work with it, and that I'm not alone. That in doing this research and talking to others, I realized that a lot of people with IBS or, or digestive issues tend to worry about the fear of food and what they're eating and it affects your mental health and you get stressed out and you're just nitpicky and it can, it's a whole trickle effect to a whole lot of other things that go on. Um, so now I can say that I am in recovery and I am seeing a nutritionist through Stanford and a gastroenterologist for my stomach issues and embracing Ayurveda, which um, I'm excited because Ayurveda school is starting soon. And honestly, diving more into the science of Ayurveda and what to eat and how to eat and when to eat and to make it a whole ritual um, has really been helping me and bringing my body back into balance. Um, I'm not going to say that it's not work because it is work. And some days I am very off and struggling. Um, Like a few hours will go by and I'll realize, shit, I haven't ate yet. That's really, really bad. Um, So for me, it's a constant work. I consciously have to be aware um, every minute of the day that I'm putting food and my body as my first priority. And... So I try to get up in the morning and do my rituals. And then I try to make a conscious effort to eat that breakfast. And for me right now, breakfast consists of like an oatmeal, gluten-free, some bananas, a lot of spices to warm it up. Um, But yeah, because I do have IBS, I'm honestly still struggling. That's why... I'm glad I have this nutritionist and I'm glad I'm starting Ayurveda school because they have a whole regimen around IBS as well. And just learning what to eat and what put in my body and what keeps my gut healthy. Um, Because gut gut health, I've realized in these past few years, affects our mental health. Um, so to have those two things working in symbiosis and functioning and balancing together can bring harmony into our bodies. So I just really wanted to talk about taking the time to put yourself first. And I know that 
we don't want to be considered selfish or, or, you know, but for me right now at my time in my life, putting myself first and my health and my body is the most important because if I'm not at my best and I'm not, I'm not healthy, I can't serve or help anyone else. So I hope that in time, um, well, I know in time, there is no hope. I know that in time, and I know that I am in recovery, and that things will work out because I want them to work out. And I've recognized that I did have a problem when it came to food. Um, and I know that I'm not the only one, and I know that there's support out there. And let me tell you, for anyone that is struggling with any kind of body issues, eating disorders that support unconditional love is the most important. And if someone you know is struggling with any kind of eating disorders, um, there are so many out there, so I don't really want to get into all of that. Um, I just wanted to talk about my avoidant restrictive food intake, but there are so many other issues out there. Um, I did have a cousin when I was younger. She had anorexia. She just didn't eat. She came from trauma and a lot of trauma can lead to a lot of eating disorders. Um, and I know my daughter as well. She doesn't mind me sharing. We're very open about our issues and what we go through in life because we hope it can inspire, inspire others. But my daughter too, she's always been tiny, but when she moved down to LA, she did start to begin to develop an eating disorder too. And it's something that she struggles with every day as well. But she does try to get help and make food and eating a priority for her as well too. So that makes my heart super happy that she's taking time to take care of herself. But that said, if you do know anyone that is struggling from any type of eating disorder, um, don't be afraid to speak up to them if you feel someone is struggling. But always, always be really mindful of what and how you say it. Um, and you can't force help on anyone, but... For them to know that you recognize and that you're there for them and you are there to support them and love them unconditionally is such a big first step in helping someone in recovery. Um, and just listening to them, listening to their story or what they're going through with an open heart and an open mind and from a place of compassion is so, so important. And I hope that all of you listening to this and you're struggling yourself, that um, you take the time to slow down and like our affirmation said, to nourish yourself because you are so important and you are so loved. Whatever we have gone through in this life or we're still going through, I try to take it as a lesson or a teachable moment, even times of in darkness or when we're really struggling. Um, I'm really trying to tune into my breath 
and my heart space and know that I am supported no matter what. I am loved and I am okay. So I, I really want you to know that if you know anyone or you yourself are struggling with any kind of food issue, um, there is the NEDA, which is the National Eating Disorder Association.org. And they have a helpline, they have a chat box, they have support, they have newsletters. Um, it's a great resource. Um, also, if you can and you're willing to talk to someone, um, whether it's a friend, a mentor, a teacher, a family member, a physician, a therapist, anyone you feel that safe space with. Um, it's important to speak your truth and speak your stories and what you're feeling and not keep it inside because when you keep it inside, um, it's just going to feed that gremlin more. And when we let it out and we release and we feel open, then we feel free um, to choose to take our health and make it a priority and make food a priority in our life. So I just wanted to get on here and share a little bit of that with you. Um, I'm so grateful for this space to be able to share little pieces of my story and my journey and little insights and inspiration to help guide you. Um, remember our gut health directly affects our mental health. and. I know that I want to be strong and thrive and serve and help others. That is my most important aspiration in this lifetime is to serve others. Um, but I cannot serve others if I am not healthy in body, mind, and spirit. And that is my whole uh, guide right now. My plan, my life source is to be healthy of body, mind, and spirit so that I can help others. So. Every day I will continue to do the work and make sure that I take that time and that awareness for myself and practice self-love and self-care by fueling my body and doing the research to take care of me. So I'm wishing you all a beautiful day. I'm wishing you health and healing, prosperity, abundance, love, magic. Um, remember to go out and do something kind for someone today if you feel like it, if you can. The world definitely needs more kindness and compassion right now. Um, like I always say, one random act of kindness can change someone's world um, or change someone's day. So please, if you feel like it and if you can, let's practice some kindness and compassion today. Wishing you all beautiful blessings on your day. Thank you so much for sharing space with me and I will talk to you soon. Peace.